Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. The Michael Reed Show on LMFM. Brought to you by AirGrid. Visit our new office at the Avenue, RD Road, Carter Cross. Tuesday the 11th of September with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reid on LMFM. The doll resumes next week with uh, the busiest uh, term for government set to be dominated by setting a budget for next year. Talks on that budget continue today between Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil. Fianna Fáil needs to agree to the budget measures proposed under the Confidence and Supply Agreement to facilitate the minority government. But that Confidence and Supply Agreement is in itself in question as to when and if it will be extended. Fianna Fáil will come under pressure when Sinn Féin tables a motion of no confidence in the Housing Minister and Housing, Health, Wealth and Poverty will all feature highly in the next political season, as will cancer. The failing in cancer screening programmes and how women with cervical cancer were not told about how they had been wrongly given a clean bill of health. Dr Gabriel Scally began a six-week process uh, to discover what happened and what a commission of investigation should do to answer the question as to why there was the non-disclosure of incorrect smear tests uh, to hundreds of women. That process began last May. His report is complete and has been given to the Minister and leaked to the media, to the heartbroken families and indeed women who have been directly affected by this failing. Minister Regina Doherty, Minister for Employment Affairs and Social Protection in Fine Gael TD for Mid-East joins us this morning. Minister, this is obviously going to dominate the next meeting of Cabinet. Yeah, it sure is. And good morning, Michael. Um, the report will be presented to Cabinet this morning, but I think you can see it's um, a lot of it's laid out uh, in the papers this morning. So, obviously, has decisions have to be made as to what the next steps are. Um, I believe that the families, um, both living um, victims and the husbands of the ladies who have already passed away, are being briefed um, 
today and yesterday and I think collectively we need to decide what the best next steps are in the best interest of both the victims who had the information withheld to them um, but also in the screening programme going forward to make sure that we can reinstill um, so much needed confidence because a lot of it has been eroded, I think, over the last couple of months. So, God, uh, very I'm important. not sure. The minister uh, was speaking a short while ago saying that he hoped to be able to change uh, the way that this had been planned to be uh, imparted to the people affected directly and indeed to the public and that perhaps uh, the women and their families, uh, the bereaved families in some circumstances like Stephen Teep, uh, may be told before the cabinet that is briefed. Yeah, in fairness, with respect, um, I know decisions have to be made, but the the vital people in this whole debacle of the last couple of months are the people and the victims who have been affected. And so I think the due respect needs to be offered to them. Um, it never ceases to amaze me why things are leaked, because uh, not just this particular issue and trauma, there are other issues, um, the tomb babies, the Magdalene laundries, when things are leaked, it causes untold hurt to the people who have placed trust in a, a I suppose, in a, a process to try and reinstill trust for them, and it just re-traumatizes people, and it's awful. So it's just, it's not good enough. But anyway, I think decisions are going to be made in the next couple of days, and hopefully they'll be in the best interest of hmm. victims and the screening process going forward. Hmm. Uh, and I believe there's some 50 recommendations in uh, this 200-page report, uh, but uh, the families are waking up uh, this morning to find out uh, that Dr Scally's view is that a commission of investigation is not needed. Again, I, like we employed Dr Scally to do a body of work. He's highly respected, and particularly by the women and their families that were um, employed. But it'd be very much incumbent upon the families to tell us what they think if they accept the, you know, accept the recommendations, if they um, have suggestions around the recommendations. So I think the next couple of days will be very telling as to what the next steps are. But the do, do you think somebody is trying to manage this story? Um, I hope to God not, to be honest with you, because I think it's Well, why else would it be leaked? That's, I mean, that's, that, 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 that's the purpose of leaking, isn't it? But can I tell you, if we knew who the people were that leaked, and I know sometimes it seems obvious that it's particular ministers, but in absolutely most of the cases, it's not. And in most of the cases, the reason pe- things are leaked are by people who have nothing to do uh, with the particular topic that we might be talking about. And it's to curry favour for another future date. It's despicable, to be quite honest with you. And we've had this conversation around the cabinet table and amongst colleagues on a number of occasions. We let ourselves down. We let politicians and, and our profession down when this kind of business happens uh, because it's bad business. But these women have been let down again. That's what I was just going to say. 219 mm, women mm. Um, do not need to be re-traumatised. And we actually, we had attempted desperately to try and deal with them with the respect... Um, and dignity that they absolutely deserved, which they didn't get here before. And yet again, somebody is shallow enough to think that it's okay for their own gain uh, to curry favour with the journalist. Hmm. Like it's just, they were promised. They were promised a commission of investigation. Well, I think that's probably what we thought we needed. Well, um, it was promised. See, yeah, but it'll be interesting to see why Dr. Skelly feels that there is no need for it now. So I think that's the discussions. Now, if, if you know, if the majority of people feel that there is. Well, then that's obviously a discussion that will come into the realm in the next couple of days. But I'd be very interested to hear what Dr. Scally's report actually says and the reasons behind why he thinks there is no need. Maybe there's a fulsome ex- you know, explanation as to why what happened and how it happened. And there is no need for further information on the information in this report. As I said, I don't know yet because I haven't been privy to the report hmm. and I won't see it in full until tomorrow. Um, but actually, I'm probably one of the least of the worries of the people who need to see it. 
the ladies and, and their husbands um, need to be seen and spoken to. And I think that process started yesterday and will continue today. So uh, that's and, and, and I'm sure they'll be looking for responsibility and uh, accountability. Uh, and without a commission of investigation or some further action, that won't be possible, will it? Well, you know, first of all, we all want accountability and responsibility because we want to make sure that this never, ever happens again. But maybe... You know, Dr. Scully was able to highlight where the accountability lies. But in, in the absence of knowing what's in the report, Michael, I'd be speculating, so I don't know. But let me tell you, I can, I can assure, if there are still questions unanswered, well, then that's not satisfactory. And even if there are only a small number of women who still have questions to be answered, that's not satisfactory. These women have had their lives devastated. In some cases, we know some of these women have already gone um, to their maker uh, through absolutely no fault of their own. So, you know, I'd like this is as serious as it gets. Um, and the teacher did promise that a commission of inquiry, if it was required, would be given. It's not like we're not short of commissions in this country. So if there are things that need to be unearthed in the best interest of both the victims already and the future viability of this screening programme, which, you know, we need to remember has saved tens of thousands of women's and girls' lives, um, then that's what's important, not cost, not time, you know. So the next couple of days, I think, will determine exactly what is wanted by the victims, um, depending on what the, the fulsomeness of the information that's in Dr. Skelly's report. But as I said to you, I'll have more information tomorrow or maybe even later on today I might see the report. But mm-hmm. OK, Minister. Uh, let's uh, talk uh, about some of the other issues uh, that uh, will obviously dominate uh, doll business uh, next week. Uh, and uh, that is if uh, there is, isn't the dissolution of uh, the doll. A lot of this hinges, of course, on the confidence and supply uh, agreement. When do you expect that that will be renewed? Um, I don't think, I think genuinely talk of um, elections is only electioneering um, and it's potentially for an election next year or the year after, but you know what politicians are like, we all love elections. Um, I don't think there will be an election. I think there will be um, a thorough discussion on the extension of confidence and supply. Um, you know, I think from the Taoiseach letter that we would like that to happen sooner rather than later. Fianna Fáil have made it clear that they don't want it to happen until after the budget. The budget negotiations started uh, between ourselves and Fianna Fáil mm. last Tuesday. Michal Martin wrote there. yesterday that the Taoiseach is playing a political game, pure and simple, uh, and that he spent a week trying to create an aura of instability around his own government. Well, you see, there is instability after um, the two budget bills are passed. So after the finance bill is passed and after this, my own social welfare bill will be passed, then the, go- the doll and the, the Shannon will be living on a week-to-week basis. And that's not, you know, uh, fruitful for any parliament. It's not stable. It's certainly not um, the way anybody would want to have their country run. Uh, we are in um, the end days of a lease agreement with Fianna Fáil. Mm. And like any good negotiations, you renegotiate something before your lease End. Well, no, you okay. agreed. You see, the thing here, Minister, is that you agreed to renew it. it. At the end of, no, no, review it at the end of 2018. Yes. And we're going into the final doll session yes. of 2018. And, and, so. and what Micheál Martin said, and just a quote from what he wrote in the Irish Examiner yesterday in relation to what you've just said, it seems that the Taoiseach believes that his ministers, like Regina Doherty, can't be expected to do their jobs unless they have a guarantee of two more years of security in office. Well, you know what? It's not about two years. It's about security. So if the security is two months, two years, 12 months, mm. you know, that's what that's what gives us the stability to be able to continue with programmes of He said that that's just a, a, another one of the usual attempts to blame everyone else for the government shortcomings. You know what? I, I'm really loath. You see, now what's the, the goading that's going on at the moment between Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil, and that's all it is, right, mm. is... 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Is in an attempt to heighten the atmosphere. I have a job of work to do. We are in the middle of um, major budget negotiations for me to try and uh, assure that I secure the largest portion of the money that's available uh, for the 2.1 million people that are reliant on my department on a week-in, week-out mm. basis. There are other departments that are trying to do the same, health, housing, transport. Um, Fianna Fáil, for whatever reason, want to delay these conversations. Well, they, say, no that you're, they say that you're being arrogant, that I you're making not. an arrogant demand for power without accountability. First of all, we're accountable on a week-in, week basis, if not to the people, to the parliament, and to, in particular to the fourth state, which report literally in minute details to the government's well, favour. Well, that's, that's, that's so, the accusation from Micheál Martin, the leader of the main opposition party, who has fine. a confidence and supply agreement with you, and, and he's, al- he's also I describing you as the pass-the-buck uh, government. Um, why? I'm sorry, I must have missed that. Why, were you, why are we the pass-the-buck because, uh, take housing, for example, he said that you're trying to shift the blame to local councils. He said that was as depressing as it is cynical. Mm. Council, I think that the, the, the clue is in the name, and I think Owen Murphy described this last week. Council houses and council estates are called such because they are delivered by local authorities, by county councils. Now, there's nobody passing responsibility, but there is a shared and joint responsibility of all of the agencies of the state to deliver on behalf of our Irish people. And that's whether that's the healthcare service or whether it's, you know, local authorities or our local development um, agencies that we're going to launch this week. You know, government agencies deliver for Irish people and we have a shared responsibility to work together under a programme. I haven't been delivering houses, Minister. 
Well, actually, if we want to have that conversation, you full know that starting from a very, very low base of practically zero last year, we have built 35% more houses and it's going up year on year. Mm. But we're only two years into a five-year yeah. plan. 15,000 so people are homeless. Well, 10,000 people are currently on the list. We have mm. 79,000 people on the local authority. Craig McVeary puts it down at 15,000 uh, and the government stands uh, accused on an ongoing basis of massaging the figures. Okay, I'm, I'm certainly not going to fight with Peter McVeary who has given and dedicated his life um, to helping people who are more or less fortunate than most of us are. What I'm concerned about is that the plan that was started two years ago is starting to move and deliver social housing. We will have 20,000 houses built in Ireland this year, which is nowhere close to what was built last year. And as that plan progresses and more initiatives are introduced, like the uh, Land Development Agency that will be uh, announced later on this week, collectively, with our local authorities and our county councils, we will deliver solutions for Irish people. Mm. That is our job. There's nobody passing the book. And again, we're here on inflammatory language for people because we're all anticipating an election. I have a job to do, the Cabinet have a job to do, all of our Fine Gael TDs have a job to do. So if we want to stop with the drama and get back to doing the job mm. that we were employed to do, that's the only reason why we're looking for an extension of the confidence and supply agreement. Yeah. And if anybody is playing games here, it's Fianna Fáil. Okay, but Fianna, so you know Fianna, Fianna, Fianna Fáil are going to win this game, aren't they? Well, you know what? The only losers in this would be the Irish people. Okay, but so in terms of the political game... They're desperately trying to tell us how yeah. sure and responsible they are, and they have been, and that they're not responsible for the crash of 2008, mm. 9 and 10, and all the ramifications... But then. you're going to go they're ahead, Minister, aren't you, and agree are. a budget with Fianna Fáil, aren't you? Well, we're going to try, yes. And yeah, we're 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 without, with, without renewing or extending the confidence and supply agreement. Well, again, the invitation is open, and yes. it will be reissued on a weekly basis for the next mm. couple of weeks. And, and you've been told where to go with it. Uh, so, uh, and again, that's so responsible, Michael. Well, that, so that, that's an opinion. Fianna Fáil says quite the opposite. They say they're being responsible. They're doing what they said they would do. They are, but they would rather bring Ireland to the brink yep. um, of having no agreement or no stability just to suit their own political purposes. So, okay. you know, at okay. some point... Okay, okay, I won't argue with... Point, you. over the next couple of weeks, we will agree a budget. Okay, I won't and argue with your analysis, but you are going to agree a budget. Uh, and unless Fianna Fáil agrees to renegotiate or renew the Confidence and Supply Agreement, you'll do that anyway, won't you? So that means Fianna Fáil has won the spat. This isn't about winning. Like, I don't, I don't know why, and I'm not saying that you're saying this, but I don't know why people would see this as a competition. It's not a competition. Simply put, we want stability well, to be able to govern the Irish people well, and to implement the policy. Well, it's very interesting to people when the government and the Taoiseach climbs down because you've been saying all along that it has to be renewed in order to agree a budget. And I'm putting no, no, to you... No, no, God, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, no? I don't know why you've heard that, but that's absolutely inaccurate. There's nothing to do with the budget. The budget is going to happen. The negotiations are going to happen. Whether we agree one or not agree one will be determined as the outcome of the next couple of weeks' deliberations. And I very much hope we do. And based on the two gentlemen that are the negotiation team for Fianna Fáil, Barry Cowan and Michael McGrath, I very much know that they want to agree a budget. So we're all on the same page. We want to deliver for the Irish people. Okay. But the dance is here is whether Fianna Fáil want to leave it to the very end of a lease agreement before we start renegotiating it or have the parallel discussions now. And actually, I don't understand what the drama is, to be honest with you, Michael. 
we don't want to leave it till the last minute. They do. We might meet somewhere in the middle and then everybody will wonder what the fuss is because the people mm. at home are scratching their head thinking, this is just the usual palaver from Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, and we wish to God they'd get over it. Because this. I suppose yeah. they don't want, uh, and I mean, I imagine that the argument is that they don't want uh, next year to be hearing from Bernardo's uh, that uh, there's more children in poverty than has ever been and that there's no hope of them coming out of poverty. They don't want to hear that there's more people homeless uh, and that it's set to get worse. Uh, they don't want to hear that there's a, a million people uh, waiting for a hospital appointment and it's going to get worse. Uh, the, the record well, actually, of government. If you see, Michael, Bernard has actually issued their annual report today um, and I'm actually I'm meeting um, Fergus Finley hopefully later on this week to discuss my ambition um, to bring the 85,000 children who are living in consistent poverty out of that trap by 2020 as is a programme for government commitment. And I made that statement um, earlier on this year. We have a pre-budget forum around the middle of July to meet with all my NGOs to find out what they feel would be in the best interest of the people that we serve with the Department of Social Welfare and how best we can deliver on our, our commitments. And I made a statement that day that if we don't do something significant, well, then we're not going to meet that target. And actually... The 85,000 children that are living in consistent poverty are 85,000 too many. But the number is slowly coming down, but it's nowhere good enough and never going to be able to achieve the 2020 target. The housing list is actually coming down. We had 167,000 people on the social housing list last year. It's down to 79 now. And the waiting lists, albeit they're enormous, are actually reducing. So slow, steady, incremental progress is what we need to make. But you're not going to make those things when you have the likes of Willie O'Dea demanding, and by the way, who's not even on the negotiation team for Fianna Fáil, demanding mm. that we give everybody a fiver. Okay, uh, well, 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 let's, so talk, let's, let's, let's talk about your targets, Minister, because uh, I'm not sure if you've read Fergus Finlay's article in The Examiner this morning, Regina Doherty, but he said uh, that uh, there was uh, this target uh, of halving uh, the number of children who live in consistent poverty from 150,000, taking 75,000 out of poverty was a pretty daunting figure. But the tax strategy group has estimated that in order to do the same now uh, and half the current figure of 190,000, some 95,000 children will have to be lifted out. Uh, So that's 40,000 more uh, than would have been the case. So instead of of halving it, you've increased it. No, um, I haven't read Fergus's article this morning. Um, The the latest report is that we have 120,000 children living in consistent poverty, according to the CSO and the ESRI. Um, the target is actually to take two-thirds of those children out of consistent poverty by 2020. Now, actually, in my mind, I didn't set the target. I wasn't the minister at the time. I don't know how you choose which two-thirds you take out, so it's a bit of a bizarre um, target. The, the, the issue for government is, is that we should have no children living in consistent poverty. We should have no children in this country that can't expect to have meat in their dinner two days a week, mm. to expect them to go to school with a decent pair of shoes on. Or sleep in garden stations, yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't be acceptable. Mm. Mm. And that's why we need to do something significant in the budget this year. For the first time in nine years last year, I increased the qualified child uh, payment to all children in the country. For the first time in eight years last year, I increased the um, lone parents' uh, availability of money that they earn themselves through working to be able to bring home their own money before their their social welfare is cut. These are the people are the families that are living in consistent poverty and if we continue to ignore them because they don't have a voice, because they don't have uh, a very large focus group behind them or they're not going to see 10,000 people outside Leinster House 
these are the people who don't have a voice that if they don't have people like me and Bernard are sticking up for them at budget time well then they're going to be consistently left behind and we won't reach our targets but okay. I'm absolutely adamant that that will be number one on our list there number one on my list this year Okay well I don't think Fergus Finlay would see Bernardo's on the same page as government policy well, he's an organisation. He's a gentleman who has been serving Barnada for the last nine years. He's retiring mm. later on this year and he has made a significant impact to the tens of thousands of families and children that he and Barnada's, um have assisted over the last number of years. He's always been at the coalface. Um, he relies on the generosity of the general public and the taxpayers' purse to be able to do that. But we rely, when I talk about working with us, we rely in government on the basis of his advice as to what can be done to best achieve you know, what we want, is, which is okay. to reduce those numbers. All and right. it's not just about money. Well, if it was about money, it'd be easy. I'm sure he'll have plenty more to say to you later in the day as Bernardo's launches that report. Minister, we leave it there for the moment and thank you indeed for Thanks joining us much, here on Mike. the programme this morning. That's uh, Fine Gael TD for me, the East Regina Doherty, who's uh, the Minister for Employment Affairs and Social Protection. Call Michael now, 1850-715-958. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877 351 0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.